Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. I'm going to go jump right into the message. Uh, as I was just uh, continue uh, to collect the, the offering, I'm just going to go jump in and pray and uh, introduce myself. My name is Lawrence. If you don't know who I am, I'm Lawrence. I'm one of the leaders here in Life in the Sun. I lead one of the life groups here on Wednesdays at the Annex. Uh, you're more than welcome to come. And we're going to continue on with our uh, message at Here and Now and the parables of Jesus. And uh, about, we're gonna be talk, I'll be talking to you about the kingdom of heaven. And my title and topic will be about value. And let me start off with a story. Uh, okay, there, there was one man who, who was down on his luck, uh, had no money, and he's struggling and he's desperate for money. But the only thing that he had of value was his family ring that was passed down from generation to generation. But he didn't really want to get rid of that ring. But he was so desperate that he needed money. So he went to the uh, uh, pawn shop and he pawned off his ring. And uh, the pawnbroker you know, just gave him a few, few dollars and just, for, to, to, just to survive. But he, he was really sad that he had to part from his ring. And then he had second thoughts. Then he went back to the pawnbroker and he begged, please don't sell my ring, I want to buy it back. Uh, and and uh, at the, uh, then the pawnbroker reminded him, and the behind the ticket that I gave you is the, the, the price that you have to pay to get it back. And this is the date that you can buy it back. I'm gonna, and if you don't buy it back by this day, I'm going to sell it to whatever price I have. Uh, and, uh, but the pawnbroker will, will not budge, and the guy said, please, please don't sell it. I'm going to sell it. But if you want to buy it back, this is the price. Then the week's gone by, and the due date was over. And the man could not uh, uh, create enough money to buy back the ring at the price that was on the ticket. And he went back to the broker. Please don't sell my ring. I said, I'm going to sell it. Where's your money? I don't have the money. Then I'm going to sell your ring. Then, then, uh, then he, the, the man walked out of the store, heartbroken. And as he was walking out, he saw the ring uh, on display in the, uh, the glass case, all shiny and polished. And he saw the, uh, the price of the, the ring 20 times more than that, uh, than that he bought it as. And the, the point I was getting at is this, that some of us has pawned our life and for a cheap price, and that we pawned our souls, and that we don't, ha- uh, and we don't, we, we don't have the means and the ways to redeem it back. But... Here's the good news that 2,000 years ago, that Jesus Christ, God, sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to pay for the bill. And that the beautiful thing is that Jesus can pay for that price. All right, let's pray for a little moment and for, for the message. Father God, we thank you for, for the value uh, that, that you have and the great and mighty value of who you are. And uh, fathers, help me illustrate your value, the value of the cross. And also help me illustrate our value so we can understand how much unworthy we are. In Jesus' name. Yes, amen. All right, we're going to uh, be reading uh, from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, uh, verses 44 to 46. And it says, this is from the uh, Amplified Version, The kingdom of heaven is like a very precious treasure, hidden in a field, which a man found, hid, and hid again. Then in his joy... He goes and sells all he has and buys that field, securing the treasure for himself. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search for fine pearls. And upon finding a single pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. 
All right, so there's two things I want us uh, to, to, to look at here. It's mainly about the kingdom of heaven. And there's two things I want us to see. The, 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 in verse 44, it's talking about the, uh, the kingdom of heaven. What's the kingdom of heaven like? It said, like a precious tr- treasure, like a treasure, like a valuable treasure. And that's what, uh, the first thing I want to talk about. And the second thing I want to talk about is the, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. So first thing, uh, when, you know, when I was reading this, like, uh, the, you know, the, there's a uh, man that's searching out for treasure. Uh, he, I mean, he said that he found a treasure. If he found a treasure, that means he was actually looking for treasure. Not just any t- type of treasure. He, the treasure that he was looking for, something that was very valuable. So, you know, when someone, like, uh, I was also thinking, like, you know, the, like, uh, gold miners. Gold miners, actually, they work hard to find gold. So this is uh, uh, what I was thinking, like, you know, when we were searching for gold or searching for something uh, that has great value, you know, we actually work hard at it. And the point uh, uh, I want to say here is uh, that uh, uh, the treasure is the kingdom of heaven. And that is the great treasure that, that we ought to be looking for. And, you know, there's, there's uh, other religions out there that seem, you know, uh, that appear to be good, uh, to appear that may have great value. But I want to talk to you about this one treasure that, that has the greatest value of all, and that will be the cross. So the journey that I want to take you today is to let, to let you know what's the, the value of the kingdom of heaven and also how much your value is. All right, so... Uh, Brother Armin is talking about the Old Covenant. So the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant is the cross of Jesus Christ. And Moses couldn't come, up, couldn't come out of the promised land. He couldn't go to the promised land. He, he died in the wilderness. But Jesus Christ, I mean, uh, jo- Joshua. And Josh, when I was uh, studying this, Joshua means Jesus in the, in the Hebrew. Isn't that cool? I was like, wow, that's awesome. So, and it's pronounced Yeshua. So Joshua brought the, the, the people out of the wilderness into the promised land. And now if you, I was thinking about that. Wow, that's amazing. This, that's what Jesus has done. He brought me out of the wilderness into the promised land. And that's what his promise will, will do for you. And, and he'll bring you out of your wilderness into the promised land. The law couldn't get you out of Egypt, but it could get you to the But uh, the law could get you out of Egypt, but the law cannot bring you into the promised land. The Old Covenant... The Old, the Old Testament is a teacher that shows us that we need a Savior. You know, the Ten Commandments. If you just look at it, think about it, you know, like, can we keep those Ten Commandments? Like, difficult. No, we can't. God wants us to have a relationship with Him. And that's why He, he, uh, that, that's why he sent His Son, Jesus. And uh, the, the people back then, you know, they don't want, the, uh, they, they, they want a relationship. They wanted rules. So God said, okay, here's your 10 rules. Try and keep them. And what did men do? They added 200 more rules. And you try to keep all those rules? Uh, there's no way to, for us to, to, to keep those rules. So God knows that he needs to send a Savior for you, for all of us, so that we can go. And in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, if you, if you know what it says, like, it's not... Uh, it's, it's not through, it's through faith and grace alone that, 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 it's through faith and grace alone that you're saved. And it's not as of your good works. It's a gift of God. So it's not of our good works. It's not through our efforts that we're going to be saved. It's only through the faith and grace through Jesus Christ. And Jesus didn't just die for us. He died as one of us. And I want to illustrate that with this uh, analogy. Uh, let's say Pastor Mark, 
is, the, is a judge. He's a good judge. Oh, uh, he, he's a judge in, in the story, okay? Pastor Mark's a judge, and there would be this man here. His name's Robbie, and he murdered this man here, his, his son. Uh, let's name him Todd, okay? So this, this, uh, this, uh, this man, Robbie, he murdered uh, Todd's son, and then uh, the judge goes, you know what? We're in the courtroom. They're in the courtroom. Uh, the judge goes to, to Robbie, you know, I know your dad. He's a good friend of mine. You know, you could go free. Go ahead. Okay. What did Robbie, Robbie received mercy. Mercy means he got what he did not deserve. What did Robbie deserve? He deserved punishment. Was punishment given? No. So Robbie received mercy. Okay, mercy means received something he did not deserve. But was there, uh, was there justice given? Was there punishment given? No. So in order for the judge to be a good judge, he needs to release uh, justice. Someone needs to be punished. And if, if, if the judge releases Robbie without no one being uh, punished, then he is a bad and corrupt judge. So that's the challenge for the judge. He needs to release justice. He needs to have justice he need, in order for mercy to be released. So back to the story. Uh, the, in, in the courtroom, the mom stands up. I will die for my son. I will die for Robbie. Then the judge looks at the records. Uh, the judge Mark looks at her records. You know, you, know uh, you can't die for your son. Your record says that you have sinned. You did many crimes yourself. You owe for your sins. You, 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 you don't qualify. And like, then the courtroom gets silent. And come to the courtroom is the judge's son. Okay, we'll name him Joshua. So Joshua comes in. Your honor, I will die for Robbie. The, the judge goes, but you're perfect. You never sin. You don't deserve to die. But if you, if you want to die, you may die for Robbie. And Todd will, will complain, wait, wait, you know, this guy killed my son. The judge will say, yes, he did. Your, your son also actually had sin, and he paid for his sins. He owed for his sins. But I will, uh, but I will uh, release uh, 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 Joshua to die for your sins, and also the sins of Robbie and his mom, and for yourself too. So the, so the judge, so now, actually, the, the, the judge can release mercy through his son, the death of his son, Joshua. You, you guys uh, 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 following me? So now, the judge can be a good judge and release mercy through his son, the death of his perfect and sinless son. And that's, that, that, that's the point, I'm, uh, uh, that, that's what I want to uh, let us see here through, through, through mercy. And in Romans 5, 8, it says, uh, but God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. And that's what it is right there. Now, that God, now the judge, Judge Mark, can be a good judge by because of he's releasing mercy through, through the death of his son. Now, if you, if, if you didn't catch on the, the analogy, the judge is God and his son is Jesus. And that's how he can release mercy. And the point is, God, does, God doesn't have to judge you because he has already judged his son as you. So again, Jesus didn't just die for you. He died as you. And I, I believe that's, that's an amazing thing. That, that shows how, uh, the value of, the, uh, of, of, uh, of heaven, that, that heaven spent everything. It's not cheap. Grace is not cheap. They sent God. God came down as man and spilled everything just 
to be one of us and to die perfectly. And uh, I know this is kind of basic, but, you know, uh, uh, but I, I just hang in there. I, I feel that in my heart that's uh, what the message is saying, that, that we need to, to hear this. Like, oh, I'm in the life in the sun. Where's Pastor Mark? <laughs> I want to hear him. But, so, all right, okay, back to the message. Okay, so what I'm getting at is this. Okay, heaven costs the greatest, the greatest prize of them all, and that's Jesus. Jesus had to die. He was sinless, so God can create justice, so he can release mercy. Again, Jesus didn't just die for the church. Jesus, Jesus didn't just die for this church. For God to love the world. He died for the, everyone, the whole world. And, and we're not just the light of the church. We're the light of the world, right? So, you know, I, I would hear people say, oh, the, the world's getting, uh, the, 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 the light is getting brighter, and, but the, dark, the darkness is getting darker. You know, it shouldn't be that way, right? Because we are the light of the world. Right? We, we, are to, you know, we, we are not to put, our, uh, put a basket upon us. Those of you who are believers, we are the light. We are not to put a basket upon us. We are to be that city on the hill that cannot be hidden. We need to shine out upon the world. We need to get those names at I am Andrew and, and get them here. Okay, we don't have to wait until February to get them there. We can get them here now. Right? Amen. That's why we have to pray for them. That's why we're praying for them. Okay. So uh, what I'm getting at is more is like so, some people will say, uh, you know, I don't deserve to be forgiven. My sins to be forgiven. Right? That's the point. Because Jesus died for you. you know, we, we don't deserve it. But yet, Christ died for us. Then people will say, dude, I don't deserve that. Uh, I know you don't. You're close friends. No, you don't deserve it. Right? So I'm, I'm going to talk to you about sin. Well, what is sin? Sin means some, you, you know something wrong, and you did it anyway. That is sin. You, you, know, you know the wrong thing, but you, you want to do it. So you actually cannot sin on accident. Okay? So I want to uh, illustrate that more. So uh, when, when, when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and here's, here's uh, some scripture. Okay? It says, uh, Jesus talked to, uh, to the Pharisees about the people being blind. And they asked him, are we blind? Then Jesus would reply, if you were blind, then you would have no sin. Because you say, I see your sins remain because you know what you're doing is wrong. So Jesus, uh, what he was saying, he was telling uh, the Pharisees, it would be better if you were blind so that you don't know what you're, that you have sinned. But since you know what is right and you choose to do what is wrong, therefore your sin remains. So, you, you want to know why Jesus, uh, you know, so, so there. You know, Jesus uh, uh, is because of we, we, we knew what was right and wrong. He gave us the law, the, law, the Old Testament gave us the law. So now we know the difference between right and wrong. And we choose, if we choose to do the wrong thing, then that would be sin. And, uh, you know, uh, because of knowledge. And, and, you know, when I was thinking about this, uh, when the demons would say, to, to, you know, when, right before Jesus casted out the demon uh, upon the, 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 that man, the demon would say, you're the Christ. Then ever wonder why, or I did, like, why, why would Jesus always tell him to be quiet? And like, wouldn't that be, you know, like, doesn't he want everyone to know that he's God? But actually, he didn't want them to know. He didn't want people to know that, that he is the Christ. And this is, the, this is why I found out, that he didn't want the people to know that they're about to kill God. Yeah, ooh, interesting. Because every time that the demon was, would say, you're the Christ, you're the son of God, you're God. Like, 
then, then Jesus said, no, be quiet, be, be silent, don't talk. And, and the reason why was he wanted the people to know they're just going to kill an innocent man. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So the, the devil would want us, to, uh, want us to have our sin to increase through the knowledge. That's why he told, uh, he tempted Adam to, to, to eat from the tree of good and evil so that when, when he knew to have more knowledge. He wanted you to know good and evil because you'll be responsible for more. So you can't really sin by accident. People would say, sometimes, uh, I can't forgive myself because I did that on purpose and I knew there was wrong. Yes, <laughs> they were wrong, but you can only do sin on purpose, not by accident. You can, do th- you can make mistakes by accident, but you cannot do sin on accident. And only do sin on purpose. You might think, I don't deserve to, to be forgiven for the things I did. You know, people say, I don't, you, you don't know what I did. Man, I don't deserve to be forgiven for that. You don't, you don't know what Jesus did for you. That means he, he died. He took upon all that, that punishment just for you. Sin means I knew that, you were, <laughs> that I was wrong and I did it anyway. People would say also, I, I would hear like, God won't forgive me. What do you think he died for? He died for you. He wants to, he wants to have the relationship with you. When he died, when, when, even though that you acted wrong, even though you, you, you thought those wrong things, he still died for you. Yet we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Christ died for you. Jesus wants to redeem you. He wants to restore you. He wants your mind renewed so that you can sin no more. That's the message also when he told everyone. That's, that's what he wants. He doesn't want us to continue that sin cycle. He wants our mind renewed, transformed, transformed from a new creation to a, uh, from this old creation to a new creation. Uh, let me uh, illustrate this uh, uh, example, right? If, for example, you're driving your car, you're backing up, and you don't see the person behind you. There's a guy walking behind you, you don't see him, and you hit him, and you broke his leg. Okay, that, that would be an accident. You don't mean to hit that guy. You need forgiveness from that guy because you hurt him. But you don't need forgiveness from God because he didn't know that you hit him by accident. Now let's take it to a different way. Okay, you see a guy that you don't like and you hate him. He's walking on the street and you speed up. You, you press the gas and you jump over the curve and you smash him and you break his leg. Now, I would say you did that on purpose. So I would say that would be sin. So you can't really sin by accident. and You only sin on purpose. Right? But yet, we were still sinners. Christ died for you. So, going on, uh, so God really values and He wants that relationship. He wants to forgive you. If you're walking around with things in your heart and in your mind, and then that, uh, that you, you feel like you don't want to be, that you, that, that, that you can't forgive yourself, and you're hanging on to shame, you need to turn away from those things and hang on to the, uh, to the cross. And that, that's why Christ died for you. And... When you feel like, you know, uh, that's, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, what Jesus did on the cross is, what you're, what you're saying is, like, you can't forgive yourself. Is like, what Jesus, what you did on the cross, it's not enough for me. That's what you're saying. Like, I can't be forgiven. And, that is, and, and what that leads to is penance. Penance is you want to pay for your own sins. And that's poisonous. That's, that's, uh, that's not being humble. And... and, and uh, the person who's, if you want to know who a person who did that, that was Judas. 
right? He denied Jesus, and he, did, and he paid for his own sins by killing himself. There's two, you know, there's two people that denied Jesus, Judas and Peter, right? If, 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 if we just want to hang on to a sin and, and, and say, Jesus, what you did upon the cross is not good enough, okay? and, and you just want to pay for your own sins, you're doing the, you're doing the Judas thing. Right? It's like, look, brother, you know, you know Lawrence, I, I, can't forgive, I can't forgive myself. You know? that, that's, that, that'll be, that's poisonous. That's what Judas did. I'm going to deny Christ. You know, who, another person that, who denied Christ was Peter. And he became the head of the church, right? Every time you don't hang, uh, every time when you don't, don't ask for forgiveness and you want to try to uh, do things on your own, okay, that, that uh, you're, uh, you're, what you're saying is, Jesus, what you did upon the cross is not good enough. But change that. Change that thinking that, that you are that valuable. You are valuable that God taught, came and died for you so that you can be in relationship with him, so that you can be renewed. That's how, that's how valuable you are. And you know the most common, the co- most common person that we don't forgive? Yourself, right? It's, it's some type of lie that, that the enemy probably, I mean, the enemy has put in our, in our head that, oh, you're not worthy. You're not worthy to be forgiven. That's the point of Jesus Christ coming to die for us because we can't do it on our own. We need a Savior. And let's look at verse 45. Okay, and uh, it says, upon finding a single, uh, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure, okay? Uh, like, a, uh, like a merchant looking for that, that, uh, that, that single uh, pearl. So upon finding a single pearl of great value. So I would say that, the, uh, that we are that great and valuable pearl that Jesus is looking out for us, that, that he wants, that he's searching after. So God is in pursuit in each and every one of you. God is passionately pursuing each and every one of you because he sees that you are that precious pearl and that he loves you, that he came down to die as one of us, not just for us, as one of us so that we can be in relationship with him. The exchange is like you give your old self for the new self, and that's what he wants, to get rid of your old, old, old self and be born again into him. Since God sent his only son to die for our sins, he spent all of his blood to purchase you so that, so that we need to tell and so that we know that value. So if God spent all that, that blood then upon the cross, you know, punishment on the cross, that should tell you how much valuable you are. You know, God, doesn't, God will not spend so much, the greatest value, valuable thing from heaven for anything cheap. So what I'm telling you is this, you are not cheap. You are valuable. And the thoughts that come to your mind and saying that you're not, okay, those are the lies of the devil. And if you, if you start to believe a lie, what you, what, what you have done is you gave in power to the, to the person who, who has lied to you. Or let me say it like this. You, if you believe a lie, you give power to the liar, the one that lied to you. And I want to break that lie. If any lie that has come to you right now in the name of Jesus, I break that right now in Jesus' name. That I want to let you know that you are that greatest value that Christ died upon the cross. That right now, that even God has given us the power in the name of Jesus. That to break down every lie, every, every cast, I just cast it out in your mind right now in Jesus' name. That he given us the power, uh, he, he even given us the, the key of heaven. And that whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. 
right now in Jesus' name, every lie that's upon your heart and mind, you cast it out. In Jesus' name. You know, this, uh, <laughs> thank you, Lord. God created you. God created you in His image. He wants, <laughs> he wants to be with you. Okay. Let, uh, let me uh, uh, end with this uh, uh, illustration. Okay. If I were to, you know, have a hundred dollar bill, right? Let's pretend. <laughs> I have a hundred dollar bill, and I ask, who wants it? I'm sure, like most of you, right? Most of you would say, yes, I want that. Now, like, okay, and I, if we ever to crumple it, you know, put it down, stomp on it, bring it to the dirt, you know, put it in the trash, right? Even yell at it, whatever, you know, curse it. Then I will say, okay, now who wants this hundred dollar bill? I'm sure, like most of you, still still say, I want that hundred dollar bill. Why is that? Did the hundred dollar bill lose any value when I stomped on it, crumple it? No, it didn't. Okay, so my point is this. Okay. Uh, the same thing applies to each and every one of you. Even though you, you, you went through hard times, you feel like you've been kicked in the dirt, you've been in the trash, even though that you, your prayers are not being answered, God still sees that value in each and every one of you. You did not lose your value to God. And He wants, he wants you. You're still worth something to God, and, and that's, that's my point. God loves you. Jesus loves you. And here's some scripture I want to read out to you. Okay, in 1 John 3, 1. It's not in the PowerPoint. Okay, I, I just feel like uh, it, it's, it, I need to say this. 1 John 3, 1. Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that He has lavished on us. He has called us and made us His very own beloved children. Wow. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize Him. Here's another one. Those of you craving scripture, here it is. 1 Corinthians 6, chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives in you? Wow. You don't belong to yourself any longer. The gift of God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of you, inside your sanctuary. So that's you. You were God's expensive purchase paid for with tears and blood. So by all means, then your body, uh, uh, use your body to bring glory to God. Mm. So here's my challenge to, to all of us that, uh, who are believers. You know, all of us have a story on how our lives were before we met Christ and how we met Christ and uh, how we accepted Jesus and how our life now is. So, my challenge is to do, how, how, how much do you believe in that story? I want to remind you, those, that, that, that transformation is real. And here's my challenge to you, share that story out. We have a, Pastor Mark said, we have about over a thousand names in that wall. Okay? There's a thousand names on that wall. We need to share that story to people who are out there, who, don't know their, who do not know what their worth is. So my point is today, I want to know, I hope that you know the worth of the cross that, that God has given us. And I want to know how much those names and those people, you are, the worth, your worth, and how much they're worth. Because they, the, they need the kingdom. And they, they probably don't know how much worth, how much is worth uh, of what God has done for them. And my challenge to you, tell your story to those people. 
and I'll, 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 pray, I'll, I'll pray for you if, if, you, if, if, you need, if you need prayer for that boldness upon you in, in Jesus' name. And those of you who don't have uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, we'll, we'll pray together. And uh, if, you, if you don't know Jesus and you want to have that relationship with him, and uh, I want to encourage you, now is the time, of, the time of salvation. And I will pray for you. And if you, want to, and you don't know Jesus and you want to accept him now, okay, I'll just go ahead and raise your hand. And we'll pray together. And I'll, I'll give you uh, uh, a few moments to, to do business in your heart. But now, if you want to know Jesus, just go ahead and raise your hand so uh, I'll know who I'm praying for. So go ahead and raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus. All right. Okay, all in the family. All of you are saved. So this is my challenge to you guys, all you brothers and sisters. Let's go share your story. Tell the people how much you're worth. How much you're worth. You know how much God has spent just for you. Go share it to other people. And those of you who, who doesn't have the boldness to share your story, just go ahead and place your hand in your heart. I'm going to pray this over you. I'm going to pray boldness over you so that you can go out and share your story to, the, to other people. Because God has commissioned us to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, to cast out the demons. Freely you receive, freely give. That's in Matthew. Come on. That's the command of Jesus. Go share your story. God has commissioned us to do that, to, to honor God and make disciples. We're not just after decisions. That's not what I, that was not my goal today, to get some of the decisions. Our goal is to make disciples. We want to have disciples. That's what we're after, to get more disciples. Disciples meaning followers of Jesus. Okay. And those of you who uh, uh, have that relationship with, with Jesus, but there's no one mentoring you, no one's... Uh, walking with you with, with, in faith to, to, to increase your faith, get, find someone who knows, uh, find someone here so that they can help you increase your faith. To, they can help you be a follower of Jesus. So go ahead and place your hand uh, uh, in your heart if you haven't uh, already. Father, we thank you for your message. Thank you, God, that, that you put uh, into our hearts and in our minds of remembrance of how great you are, the value of the kingdom of heaven. That is mighty that you spent the greatest price, your son Jesus Christ, so that you can release mercy. Because you are the great judge. You are righteous. Father, I speak boldness to each and every person who has hands upon their heart so they can preach and tell their story to other people so they can know who you are. Right now, in the name of Jesus, every fear broken down right now in the name of Jesus. I take the keys of heaven right now and I unshackle them from the fear of man right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in Jesus' name. At this day forth, when they exit this, these doors, even to the people here, they, they are willing and they will able and they will have opportunities to share the story of Jesus Christ and what he has done in your life so that those people will be blessed and they'll know the knowledge of Christ. Because revival is in you right now. We're not, revival is not February 2020. Revival is today. Sunday, today, this moment, right now, this second, because you are that revival. Revival is not a moment. You, revival is in you. I pray that right now in the name of Jesus, that we have that revival in us. And that mighty, brighty light, that might, that, 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 that city on the hill. We are that city on the hill, and all baskets be removed from our minds right now in Jesus' name. And all the unanswered questions that, that, that is already done, as, as those people who came on the, uh, to the altar, Done. Answered prayer already. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father.
you, Jesus. Father, I pray a blessing upon my brothers and sisters, all my uh, brothers and sisters right here this, uh, this, this morning, and I release them, pray protection upon them. And thank you, God, for your grace and mercy. And thank you, God, that you have given me the privilege to preach your word today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right.